Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. All right, well, welcome back to The Dwell Podcast. It's Natalie Abbott, your host. And um, this month of September, we have been really focusing in on God's word and its value and its importance in our life. Our memory verse for this month, and I hope that you have it memorized. It's a little short guy. So um, if you haven't, this is not shaming you, but I think I think you can have it. You can get this one in this month. It's Deuteronomy 11, 18a. It says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Um, God's own words. They, he says, these are my words, and I want you to fix them in your hearts and your minds. So that's what we've been talking about. Um, and I'm super excited um, to get to talk one more time with Mark Farr. He is the chief field officer for the seed company. That means he is the guy who is over all the guys and the gals with the boots on the ground. So he's got great stories. If you haven't heard our first two episodes with him, you should go back and listen. Um, just really um, has given us an insight into what does Bible translation look like and its value in the world. Um, and it just has been such a great conversation. So welcome back, Mark. Thank you, Natalie. It's great to be back with you and your listeners. Yeah, yeah we are just so excited. Um, just so many ideas and thoughts. And um, for those of you who are a little bit less familiar with Bible translation, um, I feel like these conversations are a great starting point for just what does that look like? Why is that? Why is that significant? We, we've been kind of broadly focusing on the world and the value of Bible translation and, and why we need to have God's word in our heart language. Um, and so this episode, I want to kind of focus in on what does that look like for a person? So we can say this is important for the whole world, but I want to really focus in on why is it important for us? And if it's important for me, then it's important for everybody, right? So um, my first question for you, Mark, is as we consistently fix God's word in our hearts and our minds, what happens? Like, what's the effect? Why do we why do we memorize scripture? Why do we dwell on it, meditate on it? You know, what is what if it doesn't do anything for me, then I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that's totally right. I think it, we could say it builds muscle memory. Yeah. So a long, a long, long, long time ago, I played a lot of basketball. And so, but I haven't played in a long time. I went back out to the court uh, during COVID. And, you know, you could almost feel like my body knew where to go. Like I had to be careful because I'm old now. But, <laughs> but, but my body, it knew, it knew the place to move because I'm familiar with that court, with that way of playing, you know, I have experience with it. So I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to. So the connection I'm making here is I think that when we really fix scripture, when we really embed it in our, in our hearts and minds over, over long periods of time, it becomes like muscle memory. It, it doesn't have, you don't have to think about it to, 
to realize your identity in Christ. I heard Christine Kane talk recently, and she mm-hmm. talked about you know all the messages from multiple places uh, of her life experience that told her she was less and she was less and she was less. You know, from from different perspectives, but because she had hidden God's word in her heart, she was able to. She answered each one just instantly you know each accusation from the accuser was met with god's word was met with who who she really is and that you know she was orphaned but she knew she was adopted she was you know all this um so it's like it becomes muscle memory for us if you're in if we want to be intentional about obeying the lord then we can take some time to fix fix his word yeah, um, the verses is set and it's situated in this place in scripture where the people of God are being kind of given these instructions of like, this is how we are to live our lives. These are these are the ways that God's people um, should live. And um, in that context, we're supposed to teach them to our kids. We're supposed to paint it, paint Bible verses on our door frames. We're supposed to talk about it when we wake, wake up, when we get up, when we go out, when we lie down, like every minute of our lives is supposed to be just saturated with God's word. Um, and I, I just think there's such value in that. And so I would ask you, Mark, like, how do we go about doing that? Like, how do we make it so central that it's, it's almost like obnoxiously central, (laughs) you know, uh, not that you have to have, you know, grandma's pillow that has a Bible verse on it, but you can, you know? Yeah, you, you can. I think that's, it's good. That's, it's real good. But often we look at the signs and we, we get used to the signs on the road and we just kind of pass by them. So if we don't talk about, if we don't talk about them uh, as we have them, I think they become of secondary importance when our stories are situated with God's word at the, at the center or with messages from God's word at the center. Uh, I think that's, that's what our kids hear the loudest. And when our actions uh, exhibit, how important we believe God's word is that speaks louder uh, than than anything. So I think absolutely have the have the verses. My I was influenced significantly by you know paintings that my mom had uh, up in you know in the house, but uh, those were probably those were much less important than my mother's godly character and her you know, putting me in front of God's word and putting me at the, in the pew. Um, so. <laughs> uh, yes, there uh, is something valuable about just, just getting in that pew for that's sure. Right. That's I right. Agree. Or even a chair. A lot of people don't have pews now, right? A lot of people have... are, are in pew poverty. They have, they have <laughs> chairs now. Yeah. Chairs are a little more comfortable, but I feel like the pew, the pew uncomfortability is intentional. Yeah. There was a not so subtle message there. Yes. That it won't always be easy with the Lord. (laughs) We will sit up straight and we will pay attention. It won't always Uh, be easy. Right. So making Christ the focus of our conversations. um, What about personally? Like what, what's, what are some ways that we can personally sort of apply this concept of fixing God's words on our minds and our hearts. 
Well, I mean, memorization is is probably the the obvious one, um, you know, and so I would say, you know, that would be uh, a key way. You know, the one the things that I've memorized the the best have have been through song. So for me, music uh, really helps with memorization, and so the the scripture that I has been put to song is is easiest for me. And so with our children, that was something we did. We did a lot is we had scripture, scripture songs, often they're hokey, but often they're, they're <laughs> great uh, for memorization. Uh, yeah. um, I often go back to, you know, telling God stories, uh, you know, putting down stones of remembrance uh, from my life, how, when, when he called me to obedience and, and I happened to have obeyed how he was faithful and, and stacking, stacking up those stones of remembrance, uh, in my life and telling those stories and mm-hmm. connecting, connecting them with scripture. I find that to be a way that kind of reverberates, uh, the truth in my own life helps me to remember God's faithfulness and helps my family. I can tell you my family, they know some of my stories of, of faith. They know some of my, what I call stones of remembrance times when I made mistakes and yet the Lord was faithful or I made a faithful decision and the Lord was faithful. Um, so I think as a, you know, a um, what I'm not sure what you call that kind of, uh, a culture of telling stories, uh, in your family of God's faithfulness to you is, is a way to fix it. Well, I love those very practical ways that we can be, um, fixing God's word in our minds. And I love the idea of telling those stories and being the kind of people who are, uh, not afraid to just say what's going on in our hearts and especially um with our families and our inner circle our our friends that that um that we can be the kind of people who who really as we are before the lord by ourselves that we can be that way around others um so i just i love that but i i really want to come back around to the seed company because i feel like uh, Mark, you just have such expertise and so many great stories. So I would love it if you would tell us one more story about a way that you've seen God work through his word in the seed company, but just to encourage our listeners, because I feel like, you know, we keep talking about these stories and how there is value in sharing those stories. Will, will you share a story with us? One of your, one of your favorites. Yeah, I sure will. Just a Something that comes to mind, uh, an experience my wife and I I had back in 2013. So we had, uh, in partnership, we'd seen the Gospel of Mark translated for a very large people group in South Asia. It's a it's a bit a bit of a sensitive uh, one, so I won't speak the the actual name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the Gospel of Mark was translated, we went in and interviewed people in villages uh, with with translators help of course to understand the impact you know had people been affected by it and so many many interviews across several villages and i remember this one man and he he came from a hindu background he was a hindu uh, believer uh, of sorts and yet he had interacted with with these scriptures he had read the gospel of mark and it was really the first thing he had ever read in his own in his own language so it's not actually an easy thing 
to do. Uh, but he had done it, and then he had done it again. He, so he had read the Gospel of Mark two times. And so as my wife and I sat down with him, one of the key questions of the day was, what did you like? You know, what, what did you appreciate about the Gospel? And he said he really uh, appreciated most the story of the woman who, who gave little, um, who, who gave just a little, the, the story of the widow's might, giving us a small amount. And we said, well, well, what did you like about that? And he said, I saw in the story that Jesus valued people like me, poor people. And I thought, you know, I've never viewed that scripture, that story through that lens before. You know, but I guess what, what really struck me in that, you know, interaction with him was just seeing how God uses his word across cultures and the way in which you know scripture is in, interpreted in another culture is not the same as my lens. And yet God works through that. And the scripture uniquely, the Bible can uniquely work in that way. And so it's just exciting to see someone from a totally different experience than me rightly interpret scripture but not in a way that I've ever done. And so I just thought, you know, what an amazing God we have that he works like that. And he allowed this Hindu man to see that this Jesus, that Jesus values people of his socioeconomic class. And, and I, I like to think that he went on and, and grew in his, grew in his faith or grew to faith. Uh, but I, I don't know. But I trust the Lord, Lord, for that. But he, I ha actually have a picture of him that I wish I could show all your listeners. But I, I took it on that day and I keep it close by because it was just something that that I valued. So hmm, that is really that is really special. I love how um, the seed company. I, I remember in one of our previous episodes, you had said um, that you that there was a translation project, and then they went out to test the translation. Mm -hmm. And then now you're talking about how you went you went out to sort of evaluate how it was received. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit like that's that's so curious to me that there's a process there. It sounds like that you do every time. Um, what does that look like? Like I never would have thought that I, I just like oh well we translated it here it is okay bye. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the uh, the testing of the scriptures along the way, even as translation is being done, is just key and core to the process. Um, mm. Most of the time, our local partner. So there's there's often a Bible translation organization that's based in these countries, and often they're the closest to the ground. So they're our partners. We're working with them, and they're the closest to the ground, and they are evaluating impact. They're looking at how scriptures uh, are are making a difference, how God's working through scripture. Uh, sometimes the seed company takes its own effort or makes its own effort at evaluating impact. And so usually in the past, we've done that through a sample, kind of a random sampling of projects. Uh, today, the seed company has partnership in over 900 languages. And so we don't send our own teams to, of course, each one of those. Uh, right. But we have wow. done we have done some sampling uh, to mm -hmm. kind of see if what we think is happening is happening. But the local impact partner is really the one that sees that on an everyday basis. So church planting organizations, uh, you know, 
those are the churches themselves are ones that often see it right up close. Hmm. That's cool. I feel like you have like the forest view of like what's going on and all the, the areas and, and, um, what a neat perspective to, to be able to know even just a little bit about each of these different areas. That's well, so our, cool. Our, our team uh, here in the U.S. and and based around the world, you know, what they have, they have relationships that are that are powerful relationships with our partners. I, I come from that background as well of being one of our people interacting with field partners on the ground. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're they're believers. You fall in love with with them and you, you develop really strong relationships. And so, uh, frankly, I these days, I do have a forest view, but many of our, our folks have such, you know, right down at the grassroots uh, view with our partners. And any of those places are privileged, for sure. They are definitely yeah. privileged. Yep. Uh, well, I just really appreciate you sharing your perspective with all of us. And uh, for those of you who this is maybe your first episode listening with Mark, Mark, um, how can we support the seed company? Pray for, pray for Bible translation, you know, knit your heart to the work. Uh, mm. that, that would be what I would say. Um, the seed company also uh, invites investors. So we call them investors because if you are giving of what God's gifted you, we recognize there's a, there's a spiritual, there's spiritual transformation that mm. has affected uh, your desire to, to give. And we desire to tell you what happened with your gift. And so it's not a, a donation that maybe you don't hear about again. We hope to create a relationship uh, with mm. you, tell you how uh, the funds God has given you um, have changed the world. Uh, so that's a that's another way. Um, and then also, I would invite your listeners uh, to look at the seed company uh, job site. Uh, we are posting positions for people that are involved in Bible translation. And so uh, it, I guess I've just made the old uh, uh, pray, give, go speech uh, that, that every missionary uh, gives. But really, those are those are great options. So you, oh, can, you can go and yes. work with us, too. So. Oh, I love that. I mean, I mean, I just want to hear somebody come back and tell me that they did that. Any of those things, like hey, I let's I make mean, that a challenge. All three, though, all three. There you go. Uh, I heard one one missionary say, "It's it's pray, give, go, pick two. So <laughs> <laughs> pick two. It's a it's a great thing. You pick yeah. two. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Um, also, for those of you who um, are dwell members, you know that we are. Hopefully, you know. Maybe some of you don't that we partner with the seed company, and so a portion of anything that you buy from dwell goes back to the seed company um, and their Bible translation work. So, if you want to find out more about them, we are going to have them all over our website right now, um, and then links in this podcast so that you can uh, find out about ways that you can pray, ways that you can give, and even maybe go. So I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark. It has been just a joy and a pleasure to get to meet you and to, to hear more about what you guys are doing. And man, God bless you and, and the work that you all are doing. You too, Natalie and Dwell listeners. It's been fun to talk with you. So thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. 
You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.